Fever here. At my first job, a 20-person computer company, the CEO used to sit in his glass-walled office while the rest of us busted our butts creating the product. I used to look at him and wonder, what in the world does a CEO actually do? Well, now that I coach CEOs, I know. Unfortunately, many of them don't. A lot of people confuse a CEO's responsibilities with their duties. A CEO is responsible for everything that happens in a company, even down to making sure that the trash gets taken out every night. But if a CEO did nothing but empty the trash, we would probably say they were doing a poor job. In fact, we might even decide to fire them, hire a janitor, and take the rest of what we were paying them and use it to buy snacks for the lunchroom. A CEO's duties, as distinct from their responsibilities, is what the CEO actually does. Some things they can have other people do. For example, a CEO probably hires a janitor to take out the trash, leaving the CEO free to do more CEO-like things. And that's where we find that there are four duties that the CEO can't delegate, either for legal reasons, organizational reasons, or reasons having to do with the way human beings operate. A CEO's first duty is setting strategy. Strategy tells the company what business they're in and how they plan to make money doing it. So when Bill Gates decided as a teenager that Microsoft would make software instead of being a dry cleaning company, that was a strategic decision. Of course, if you've bought the most recent version of Windows and seen what they're charging for it, you might decide that he took us to the cleaners anyway. When a CEO is sloppy with strategy, you end up with companies doing all kinds of silly businesses, like steel companies buying chains of lingerie stores. When a CEO is good with strategy, everyone in the company knows what business they're in, so they can concentrate on doing a really good job in that business. And that brings us to the CEO's second duty, building the everyone, or more accurately, building the senior team. All the executives report to the CEO, so it is the CEO's job to hire, fire, and manage the executive team. From coaching CEOs, I actually think this is the most important skill of all. Because when a CEO hires an excellent senior team, that team can keep the company running. When a CEO hires a poor senior team, the CEO ends up spending all of their time trying to deal with the team and not nearly enough time trying to do the other elements of their job. The senior team can and often does develop the strategy for the company, but ultimately it's always the CEO who has the final go, no-go decision on strategy. So those are the first two duties of a CEO, setting strategy and building the senior team. The third duty is setting the culture of a company. Some CEOs encourage people to work together, treat each other nicely, play fair, and make the company a nice place to work. Other CEOs encourage competition, backstabbing, and playing favorites and playing politics. It's not always a conscious decision, though. In fact, a lot of times CEOs may want one type of culture, and they're not quite sure how they end up with another. That's because CEOs set culture by being role models. It's not what the CEO says, it's what they do that determine the culture of the company. That's one of the reasons that they can't delegate culture setting, because people don't care who the CEO says they should watch or what the CEO says the culture should be. People watch the CEO and listen to their actions in order to find out what it is that they should be doing. When we were little kids, we used to watch our parents to figure out what was acceptable behavior. Well, as adults, we watch our CEOs. The vice chairman of a Fortune 500 company once told me that the most important tool he had was the ability to model the behavior that he wanted people to imitate. A CEO's final duty is capital allocation, which is just a fancy way of saying spending money. Since the CEO is the person with the ultimate checkbook authority, they choose which projects live and die. This is also why they can't delegate strategy, because the projects that get the money are the ones that determine the strategy. 
If a CEO is good and deliberate with how they spend money and how much they spend, they can make a company very profitable. A CEO who wastes money or spends it here or there or doesn't understand how it's being spent can ultimately cause the company to go under or to do very poorly. So to recap, a CEO's responsibilities is everything. The CEO is responsible for everything that happens in a company. The CEO's duties, however, can be delegated with the exception of four critical duties. And those critical duties are, number one, setting strategy. Number two, hiring, firing, and keeping the senior team working well together. Number three, setting culture, and setting culture for everyone who uses the CEO as a role model. And number four, signing the checks. I hope you found this a useful overview of a CEO's job. If you'd like more details, visit www.steverrobbins.com forward slash articles forward slash ceojob.htm. Bye for now. You've been listening to Steve Robbins and the Business Explained podcast. Please send your feedback, your comments, and future questions to podcast at steverrobbins.com or you can leave a voice message at area code 206-203-2032. That's 206-203-2032. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Business Explained or Steve Robbins or directly on the podcast webpage at www.steverrobbins.com forward slash podcast. That's S-T-E-V-E-R-R-O-B-B-I-N-S dot com forward slash podcast.